Fine. Page Kuf Tes Perak Shmini. Morach Satira. Kuf Tes? Oh, just like the Gemara. Sort of. Yeah. So Gemara says. We're going to last week also about Horada Satira Ves Alaspa. So he says, "Dibarnu al Yosher Allah Chapsuka." We already we discussed last time in terms of the Bali Musra. We talked about the fact that Torah is a reality, that Ruchnius is a reality, um, how to relate to it as such, and that was um, that that boiled down to Allah Chapsuka. That was last week. Yosher he midem erkazes batayra. The idea of Yosher being straight, we're going to get to it more, is a central mida in the Torah. We'll read the paragraph and then we'll unpack it a little bit, going into uh, try to weave it together to talk about some of the principles up front because it's uh, it's a long, but we'll hit the uh, try to try to tease out the Yisaitis like we do. So in terms of the Nesina of Tyra, in terms of HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving us the Tyra, and in terms of the Derech HaVayda Shabbat. Miginze Meroimim, Hayyur HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Torah. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah from the hidden heights. El Kval Yisrael, Repiskas Madrega. So from the summit of his Madrega. V'horodosa od Yosher l'toch matzav shalchet v'yetzer. Now, this is a big statement, and we'll, we'll, we'll explain why, because we always say that Yisrael Barazov Kutshebrechu Chadhu, the Taira is an expression of Ratzon Hashem, and somehow we have a, uh, a, an attachment point to Torah down here in this world from a point of view of where we have Chet and we have Yetzer, and we're going to talk about how we relate to the Torah and how, in what form HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to us, right? Because the, the primordial Torah, or even the Torah for that matter, that Adam Arishon had, if you say that, HaKadosh, that Adam Arishon had an attachment to Taira, when Adam Arishon learned Ahalais, there was one person and there was no death in the world before the Eitz Hadas. When he learned Yavamas, what happens when one person died? Not just a matter of understanding it. There's parallels and there's layers. There's the way that things reflect Right, so the 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 Torah that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us access to, we're going to talk about Luchas Rishonis and Luchas Shnias a little bit. The Torah, the Torah that we have that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us an attachment point to, both in terms of the way that He presented to us and also our attachment point. Whoa, and also our attachment point where we can where we can attach back to Hakadosh Baruch Hu is something that's that that's a chiddush. We take it for granted. But if you pack, package Torah up as just a body of knowledge, then that that's already like stepping out of what we're talking about, right? So he says. Ad shigam b'shafal hamadrega in our low low level ubedutz atachtona he and in our low matzav machzirus adam yisrael lemutav the Torah could literally bring a person back lemutav who asher amru chazal tovi asher Hashem al kin yorech atam baderach that Hakadosh Baruch who is good and therefore he guides us back lama tov shu yasher lama yasher shu tov shu mora derach l'shavim Hashem is barach tov shu roitze bekiyam nevram Hakadosh Baruch who is tov that he wanted to uh, to establish the nevram v'lechen Again, we'll, we'll, we'll speak out a little bit just to, to level set as we go forward. This idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's a two-way street. It might seem obvious. This idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was able to package something that Be'etzem doesn't have shaykhs to the physical world, and he was able to present it as such in a way that we can relate to and use it. It also gives us a path back up. We'll talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving us the Torah and how we can relate to it. So, to, just to start, the, the, uh, without getting totally sidetracked, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was, you know, before, without getting into Ratzon Hashem and why he wanted and who wanted, basically before creation there was the Ein Saifias and there was only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there was perfection, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that he was going to make a Halal, he was going to make a Hechatimza to have a Bria, and he was going to create Nivran that we were going to have Bechira and so forth. Why? Who knows? It's brought down in different Lashainas, either Chayk HaTayv that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted to give, or alternatively, there was a lot of potential good, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted there to be the Giloy and wanted there to be actual. But in whatever framework a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we say created the world, uh, the bottom line is is that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there had to be enough of a Hester that there, that there would be Bechira, but our attachment point back to Rosh Hashem was essentially that point of attachment is Tyre and Mitzvahs. Right, the way that we can that we can relate back up, the, the way that we can access Ratzon Hashem is it through is through Tyra. So the the ultimate benefit is a giloy. Now the question is the um, 
Now, two things. First of all, so why not? Why, if a Kodesh, if there's a giloy of, of Yichud Hashem, why not Kaddish Baruch Hu just create green apples? All people should look the same. All things should look the same, right? In other words, if if if, if everything is coming from one source, wouldn't that be a greater discussion? It, it looks like there's so many different things in the world. It doesn't look like everything is coming from one source. So the answer is that there's a there's a downside to that also because if everything looks the same, if all widgets look exactly the same, so then you just say that Hashem is a particular type of machine that knows how to make one widget. It's a much greater expression of Yichud Hashem if everything is different and ultimately speaks to, uh, it comes back ultimately speaking to one source. So if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to make a Giloy, there's still a problem. The Balatanya talks about it, I actually happened to see it today in Perak Lamad Aleph at the end, kind of. But one of the things that he says is, so what, what's kind of, he doesn't say exactly like this, but what, what's the whole point of the game? So if, HaKadosh, if, all, if, if starting off there was only Hashem, so there's only perfection. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu sort of has a hester upon him to allow space for something that seems like there's Ra and there's Nevraim, and then it comes back to a place where there's going to be ultimate Giloy. So what's the whole point of the game? Just don't start. If you're starting off with ultimate Giloy and then you want to end up at ultimate Giloy, why kind of go through the charade? Mm-hmm. And the, the, way, the way that he... The way that he uh, he says it, sort of, uh, is... Meaning putting aside Tzachar and all that? Putting aside Tzachar Onish, right? Chadash Baruch Hu doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of going through it? So one, one, it's, very, it's very interesting. If you take a step back, so if you start off with just one expression, or not even expression, if you start off with, with everything with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? So in a certain sense, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates an expression of Ra, or an expression of something that seems like it's an other. In perception, it seems like there's something other than a Kaddish Baruch. It seems like there's multiplicity. It seems like there's other things going on. And then you go through the process where you're able to elevate that, or you're able to show that that also is an expression of Hashem, that's a greater Gilui. By way of analogy, if you have white light, so I could tell you that everything is totally all-encompassing, and it's very light. And then I shine a prism in front of it, and I make it a lot of colors. So now all of a sudden, the colors of the rainbow come out, and they're red, green, orange, blue, red, whatever it is, right? Roy G. Biv. And then at the end of the process, I'm able to show that I plug them back in, and I show that everything that you saw, that you thought that there were seven different colors, but Edsem, those were all really contained to begin with. So you start off with white light, you separate them out into different colors, and then at the end, you're able to show that everything that, instead of just starting off and saying everything is contained therein, I'm able to unpack it, show that there's a lot of different things, and then show that they were really all in the original thing to begin with. It ends up bringing a greater gilui. To what end? For whose purpose? For whose benefit? So that ends up being that ends up being and it's it's a greater expression. For, again, at a certain point, you get into things that we can't discuss. But in other words, again, just or, or think about an idea, right? There's two ways to think about. It. I, I can either I can either talk about machlekes. I could talk about different points of view. Right? You, could have, you, you can divide things up. I could talk about Chachma and just say that everything really agrees. You know, oh, everything is really just an expression of the same idea. Hasidim are saying the same thing. They're saying the same thing. Everybody's really trying the same thing. thing. Or what I can do is I could say, no, there's different ideas. But Etzim, they're different Machlaikas, but they're talking from a different perspective. At the end of the idea, at the end of the day, all of the points are really at a different point on the chart, but they're all really around a circle and they're all really just a different perspective at the same thing. That ends up being a greater expression of oneness when I could say, no, they really are all different perspectives. They're not all saying the same thing, but at the end of the day, they're all really coming to the same point. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, created the world in a way that there is going to be this expression of multiplicity, of different things going on, but he gave us a Torah in order that the Torah can go down, that give us access, in order to be able to uncover to be able to uncover the Giloy. The truth is, I saw a beautiful piece on Purim in a certain Sefer, the Haruzman, he said, he said that the, the, the whole year, we spoke about this really, where there's a lot of siyata deshmaya, so if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give us the benefit of avoda and give us the benefit of owning our own success, so Arkama that there's siyata deshmaya even, if there's anything, whether you're doing well in Gashmias, in, in business, everything is going well, whatever, then of course you should be learning. 
Of course you should have Akar Satov. If everything is going well for you, then why would you have Akar Satov? If you have Siyat Tadishmaya, why wouldn't you be learning? Where's the greatest access, where's the greatest gift that Akar Baruch Hu gives you to take a small step? When everything's going bad and you have no Siyat Tadishmaya and you don't feel like leaving the house and Akar Baruch Hu gives you the ultimate opportunity to take a step by yourself, that's actually the greatest opportunity that you have to connect where you have zero, zero going for you. No, nothing, and you take a step at that point, you can open up worlds that you can't even open up. And he says, We said this on page, Paytes on page 89. And we spoke about the differences in expression that, from God's point of view, he started off with ultimate, you know, abstract everything and boiled it down to give it to us. From our point of view, since we can't relate to the infinite, what we do is we relate to the way, to halacha, we relate to different expressions of Ratz and Hashem. It would almost be like a silhouette. In other words, where you can't see something, so what you do, they have, I think there's something called like a cloud chamber or something for yeah. atoms or whatever, right? Is something, like, something along those lines. You, 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 an atom or whatever it is is too small to see, but what they do is they create a cloud chamber and if, if, if they kind of play out across a surface and even though you can't see the atoms, what you can do is you can see the effect that they have in anything. It's like if you want to see if it's raining, so you can't see the raindrops because you look out the window, but you see if there's ripples in the Close. water, yeah. right? So you can see its effect on something else and therefore you're able to see the silhouette and at that point you can right so we, we we spoke about that that's our access point we can't relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu proper it's a, we can't relate to the infinite but what we do is relate to Hashem like that so he says the, so we, we already spoke about this whole black fire and white fire business and we said that um, that that, uh, that uh, the Torah existed in this mode even before Briyas Ailam. Moshe Rabbeinu Horidim Elmal Lamata, and Moshe Rabbeinu was able. Moshe Rabbeinu was was a Shechina Medaber Mitol Krono. He was the ultimate Hisbatlus. He was the pipeline in between something that was finite to Akadosh Baruch Hu, and he was able to be that entrance point from Akadosh Baruch Hu to us. And he brought the Torah down. How was it that Akadosh, but that people who are cut from Chaimer are able to relate to the Torah that? Is really above creation. Al zekos of Ramban, Bakdama leperish hatayra that the Ramban tells us oish biyesh biadenu kabbala shel emes. This is the Ramban's introduction to Chumash. Kikola Torah kula shmoisav shel akadosh baruch hu. The Torah is beetsem names of akadosh baruch hu. Shatevas mischalkos leshmois shemus beinyanechad v'nira shatayra ksuv beish chayra al gabe eish levana. What does this mean that the Torah is written down black fire, white fire, names of Hashem? Shaisak sivur etzufa blihevsik tevos. The truth is, is that the Torah is is in a way where it has call it infinite amount of combinations. Now we're we're gonna expound on this also because the truth is is you need Torah shaval pat. Saying that the Torah is a defined words even, or any, any, anything that's packaged up in a certain sense, is, uh, is a in ayubay. You can't have something that's finite being an expression of something that's infinite. But he starts off and he says that the truth is, is that the Torah is Shemus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it has any number of ways that it could be packaged up to express you could have read it in terms of Shemus Hashem and the truth is is that it was able also to present itself in a way that we can relate to it in terms of our mitzvahs take a lulav take an esrog in, in the way that the Torah had an expression before, before the, the idea that there was an esrog tree or a lulav tree there was no such thing the mitzvahs weren't presented as such this is, was Moshe Rabbeinu's response in a certain sense to the Malachim, right? He said, do you have a father? What are you going to do with Kavides Avicha V'yasimecha? Do you have, right? Do you, do you have, a, you know, what it says, don't kill, don't steal. The Torah, as presented, was given in a way that it was meant to address our Yetzirah. It was meant for growth. It was meant for Avod. It was meant to allow us to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In the mitzvahs, as we have them, it was inappropriate. It's appropriate and it's made for mankind. So it says, We know that there's more an Erevin that says that the Luchos Rishonos wouldn't have been forgotten. Had we accepted it, it would have been on another level. And we never would have been subject to outside rule. The Egel changed everything. 
אז זויכם לסגלוס תמי התיירה, מה שצופוי כאיס רק באחרס הימים, it could be that there would have been a גילוי, there would have been a revelation, like we're not ultimately going to have until the end of days. אך לא זכינו לזה בגלל חיית העגל. The egel changed things. יום נסינס הלוכס השנים היה מעטן תרא מחודש, וקבלס התרא מחדש. There was a new לוכס and a new מעטן תרא, על ידי הלוכס השנים זכו שהקדוש ברוך הוא שוכד איתם בסוך תום אייסם. So now things change, and even in, ter- in our Tumah, so we now, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the reach went lower. In other words, we were holding on a certain level, and when HaKadosh Baruch Hu now in the Matzav, in the Torah that we have, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave a Torah that's able to reach us in the depths. And again, based on what we said a few moments ago, in a certain sense, it's a much greater Giloy. The fact, now we're stuck in it, so we don't see it. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able, so to speak, that the Torah is able to reach all the way down, and, and have a, there's, nothing too, there's nothing too low for it. There's a famous Gemara by Menashe, Rav Shimshon Pincus is, brings it all over the place. There's a famous Gemara by Menashe, who is like one of the kings that had the worst impact in the history of Klal Yisrael. And there was, there was a time that Menashe was like, he was captured and he was going to be like boiled alive by, I don't know, some like tribe or whatever, whatever he was. I forget which uh, nation. But anyway, he was going to be like boiled alive. And he said this tefillah, he says, he, he davened every Avodah in the world. And the, no, nobody answered him, of course. And then he stopped and he davened to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And his tefillah went like this. He said, I'm willing to do tshuva. If you're really that merciful, then answer me. And if you don't answer me, then you're just like all the rest of them. And the Malachim wanted to close the gates of everything and HaKadosh Baruch Hu listened. So Rav Pincus goes, go, goes he, he has a discussion. But one of the, point, the big points that he makes is, what was the nature of this tefillah? says it's the biggest chutzpah in the world. He dabbed into every Avodazar first, and he says, either answer me or you're just like the rest of them. How about I don't have to answer you because whatever. So, and the way that he explains, he says, the truth is, is that his tefillah was legitimate. He says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you represent infinite rachamim. There's no limit. He says, I am willing to do tshuva going forward. If you, will, if you are truly the infinite mercy and you're able to, to uh, not stand on ceremony and accept tshuva no matter what, so then here I am, I'm doing tshuva. And if what I did, no matter, how, no matter how high the limit is, if what I did is outside the limit of what you can accept, so then the truth is, is that the Avodah Zara is something that's packaged, it's finite, and you're finite, chas v'shalom. There's no difference between you and them. Mm-hmm. Now, Rav Pinka said, like, you know, an even higher darga of the tefillah would have been an im kol zeh. If, you know, if, if Ratzon Hashem is that I shouldn't be forgiven, then I accept it. So he didn't go that far. The truth is, in the end, it pushed off the Chorban a certain amount of generations. But he did tshuva. Most, he, was, he actually did tshuva for most of his kingship, although it wasn't, it wasn't enough to change anything around. In a certain sense, the greatest, right, Akela Gadol Agibor Vanayur, that the Anshei Knesset Gadola realized that the greatest expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, and say, ability, but uh, of, his, of his everything, is that he's able to withstand, to reach into the Tumah and able to set it up in a way that totally contradicts the, the, something that would seem to reflect. And because of Russian Tem, because that's going to be the ultimate goal, he's able to withstand. Now, in terms of the Egel, so just to uh, just to mention a couple of things, what was it about the eagle that changed things and that changed the luchos? So the Rishonim will talk about the eagle in terms of it was a vodazara, it wasn't a vodazara, it was an expression of a vodazara. So the the and and as far as the chait of the eagle, they link it to something that seems to be kind of like that that they thought that it was going to be that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to come one day earlier and he didn't come until one day later. So if Chazal or Omed on this being the mistake that led to the Egel, so then it's not just like a Bimikra, it's not just, you know, something that happened to be the, the uh, part of what we mentioned, Ronald Lopiansky, and I mentioned later something from Chaim Friedlander and, uh, uh, and uh, Chaim Shulevitz, but he, he, he says, as Ronald Lopiansky is presenting, he says, he says, so there's something, number one, about the, the, the mistake. If the mistake was a mistake in calculation, that had something to do with what ended up being the Egel. The, the Egel. And we see even another point of, of Moshe, of a mistake in a day. The, the other point in the day is where Moshe Rabbeinu added, added a date to when Matan Torah would be. And this is obviously a point in Akudin Torah Shabal Peh. Right? In other words, HaKadosh Baruch who said a day, is a day including the night, or is a day not including the night? And ultimately, Moshe Rabbeinu comes down and breaks the Luchos. If you look at the last Pasuk in the entire Chumash, so the last Pasuk in the Chumash says, 
the uh, he says the ain't they call Yisrael and Raj uh, it says uh, that's the last pasuk in the Torah and Rashi says Nisim Gvur Shem Shebemidbar Agadol Vanor Leinek Kol Yisrael Shenasu Libor Lishbor Aluchos. So the the chaysim of the Torah, the sof pasuk of the Torah, the climax is that Moshe broke the luchos. <laughs> this seems to be like a low point, a low point in history. And also, we know who is really responsible for the eagle. We say the heir of Rav. So what was the heir of Rav didn't count the day, and that led to the Egel, and this led to fundamentally changing the whole idea of Tyra. So what exactly, what, what exactly was the issue? So the the, the what's say that was Rashi. The Rashi, Rashi points Rashi. out. So the, the, the whole idea of Avodazar, there's an Avodazar for the sun, there's an Avodazar for different, for different kaychas. But when we talk about, we talk about something that, when we talk about a Metzias, a lot of times there's something that could have a Chaymer, and then there's something that rests on. In other words, we talk about, let's say, the human mind, the intellect. So there's obviously a whole field of neurology. There's brain that could be taken apart. It's meat, it's whatever it is. It's neurons and electria and whatever it is. But when everybody understands that the human intellect is not something that's in the brain. It's something that, so to speak, rests on the brain. The godless of what we have of speech and the ability to articulate is not really something that's found in the organs. It's something that, that rests on the organs. It's something that's chayim. It's something that's larger than life. It's something that's larger than the base that it sits on. Avodazara, like we just actually said by Menashe, Avodazara is something that's quantifiable. It's something that's contained, right? But when you talk about something that's chayim, it's something that's not contained. It's something that has, that, that's vibrant, and it, it's something that's, that's a dynamic thing. When we talk about the two halakim of Torah, so the Torah Shebek Sav is something that Pe'etzim is parshius. it has Torah and it has mitzvahs, and it has certain identifiable qualities. The problem is, like we said, that that's a little bit of a stiru bay because how could it be that a, if, if Ratzin Hashem, so the Torah is how many letters? It's 600,000, it depends how you count them, it's 300-something thousand, whatever it is, but at the end of the day, even if it's a certain amount of Shemus, there's, there's a a limited amount of, what well, might be very large, there's a limited amount of way of how you could, how you could set things up. Torah Shabal Peh, is ultimately what makes the Torah into, it, it, it's, it's what's behind it. And the Torah was given with Torah Shabal Peh. That's what Be'etzem, it's, it's not just Stam that Moshe added a day. The Torah was given in such a way that, that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu agreed with that day. That, that, Moshe, that it was given in such a way that it was left up to Moshe to define, to, to have a part in what Ratzon Hashem is. Right, so and, and that was the etzem, what what the uh, what the cheda egel was, and that's that's what the heir of Rav couldn't be soyvel. And it says yes, they they, they were in Tavo Zara, into Getchkas, they brought them from Mitzrayim, whatever it is. But in terms of we we've said before even that uh, that one of the things that Paro couldn't be soyvel is that that. The Pesach was the first shlamim. The Paro said, you want to go you give a karban, that's fine. You give an oila, give whatever it is. But one of the things where Vigner Miller talks about it, he didn't understand is, how could a person bring a shlamim? How could a person, how could you eat and that be part of avoda? How could the human experience be part of something that ties into a Kaddish Baruch Hu? One of the things that the Erev of Rav couldn't be soival was the idea of Torah Shabal Peh. In other words, if you want to say that something is this God, that God, the other God, whatever it is, so there's a certain luchos and there's something that you have to subscribe to. But one of the things that they couldn't understand and relate to and that the people didn't have was this idea of Torah Shabal Peh, this idea of, this idea of the experience of, of and, and there's, there's a malyusa of the luchas shnias that a Kaddish Baruch Hu told Moshe, it has halacha, God, don't feel bad that you broke that luchas. Now obviously the first luchas would have also had the Torah Shabal Peh, but it didn't have the same investment. The first luchas, in a certain sense, were also a matana to us. They were given to us, whatever it is. The second luchas came after tshuva, they came after tefillah. There's, there's a certain more of a human element in, a, in, in the luchas shnias, and this is what it was, because what, what everybody knows, the Medrash, I think Rebbein Bahaya brings maybe a zar or something, that the letters flew out of, uh, of the stone when Moshe broke them. What's the ultimate chomer? What's the ultimate substance that can't go anywhere? Stone. When the issue by the Egel really ties into the days and it ties into that they wanted some sort of a physical representation. They want, the, the issue that went into it was that at that point they weren't, they, they, they weren't makabal be'etz in the Torah Shabbat Peshebo. When they related to, and this was, it goes into to, 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 to the mistake and it goes into really what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's response is in some of the Midrashim about the Luchashniyas that you have the Torah Shabbat 
once they didn't relate to the thing that was, like we said, the seichel rests on the mind. The le- it was the letters that rested on the luchos. When they didn't understand the idea that it was like a living expression of Ratzon Hashem, it broke because at that point the Be'etzim was Avodazara. The Tztukim of the Bayashani were the same as the Avodazara of the Bayas Rishon. At that point, once they weren't Makabalit, so then Be'etzim it was stone to drop. You can't have something without the Torah Shabbat component, then there's nothing left. It Be'etzim collapses into something that's not that, that's not Tyra. When we got when we got so so it broke and then afterwards it came back to us and we weren't a lower Daga, but we did Tfila and we came back and we got the Lucha Shnias. At that point, after after we got it back, so then, then it had already a, a, a Ruach Chaim in it. And that's, and that, that's the, the Torah that we have now is the Torah again, we're in our Dargo with our mistakes, but we, but we have Bayan, and, and, and that's the Torah Shabbat we have. That, that, that's the, we spoke about it in the past. That's, that's in the living expression, not just of Ratz and Hashem, but it's, it's as tied in, in with my personality and your personality. It could be Machlaikas, but you could have Elohim Divra Lem Chaim. So it says, Me'ata, and that's Besoch Tomasam, because Tomas, by the way, Avodazar is called Zivchei Mesim. It's something that's the difference between death and life. And when Avodazar comes up in Shabbos, Perak Rabbi Kiva Aimer, there's a certain Tum of Avodazar. It's in the Perak Yavas also. It says, anybody that doesn't say Tyre at the Table, Mesim. It's something that's not. It, it's not oh. dynamic, right? It's something that's dead. De- something that's dead. No matter how big it is, it's something that's just quantifiable. It can't grow. At this point, therefore, he says, our Muhammad in terms of where we're holding, is the Melchemes HaYetzer. And we're going to speak a little bit about what the Yetzirah is and what, what our Voda is and how does the Torah address it. And when it says, it sounds like a very type of utility thing. So you have a Yetzirah, so then the Torah addresses it. But his point is greater than that. His point is, Arkhamah, that we're holding in a place where there's Navoda, where we have a Yetzirah, and we're going to have to talk about what exactly that Yetzirah is, the Torah was given to us in such a way that we can, that, that's, I don't say the Torah, what it is, but the Torah as presented to us, our access point to the Torah is something that addresses what we need in order to have an attachment point back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as far as that's concerned, that's to address the, that, that's to address the Yetzer. Nimtzeis, Nimtzeis, kol ha-Tayra kula atzov kol ha-Madregas ha-Yonah sheba, hi-ach v'rak tavlin li-Yetzer, now we say that it's lahamtik. By the way, I think he's going to get into this next time, so we're not even going to talk about it. But it's not just that that the yitzhar is a real thing and we have to overcome it, right? There's, you know, you've, I'm sure you've been in a situation where something was the worst thing in the world, and all of a sudden that ended up that ended up being, you know, something that was good for you. But it's, besides that, Stam, it's not that on Shabbos we celebrate despite the fact that we eat good food. Your eating becomes an avida, right? The, the, if you look by by the Goyim, the ultimate expression of filth is, you know, in like the physical man-woman relationship. By us, that's the ultimate expression of Kedusha. When you have, when you have Tyra and you relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then it's Lahamtek the there, there really was no Yetzirah. It's Lahamtek the Yetzir that the Yetzir is Be'etzim, an expression of Kedusha. By, by, by the original by the original Yetzirah, by Adam and Chava, right, it says, it says that the Nachash came and it said that uh, that, that uh, by, by the Yetzir Das, so it says that V'nifkechu uh, Eimechem there's a lot of things going on with the closing of the eyes and the opening of the eyes and the Nachash, the, the Nachash says that you're going to be like God and Itaka says that, that their eyes opened. So the Pazik the, the Meshach says, which again, we're going to mention soon in Chaim Shulavitz, but he, sa- but he says, Ron brings this point over there, so it says, it says What's even the comparison? Chacham be'ena ena barosho. So, but that, but he can't walk either if it's dark. And the fool is walking in darkness. But what if he has eyes? I'm saying, what's what's the what's the comparison? And the ba- the basic idea is that Hakadosh, a person be'etzem has a desire to be sholei. That a whole bechira is based on the fact that we have autonomy, that we have a decision-making, a decision-making capability, right? There's one area that we don't have decision-making capability, and that's in what's tov and what's ra, right? The first time that tov is used in, in, in the Torah that's not by a Kaddish Baruch Hu is, says that that, that, saw that, the, that the tree would be tov to eat from, that it would be good to eat from. Until that point, we have bechira, we have, a, we, we have a decision-making on everything except what qualifies as tov. 
So, so the, 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 what, what the Nachash was doing was he was playing on this thing. What makes you into an Adam? The fact that you have Bechira. What gives you Bechira? The fact that you have an independent identity. The fact that you have autonomy, right? The fact that you have a personality and the ability to choose. Which, by the way, we'll get into Pesach later. That's one of the, the, the Rav Schwab actually brings. Just, it was just half a side tangent. The, what, what was one of the, the, the biggest miracles? It says that a Kaddish Baruch Hu came and he took a Goy Mitoch Goy and I'm, right, I'm, whatever but but he says you know if you think about the we always talk about a core barzel you know the, so the the impurities are intrinsic in the metal you talk about an uber you know that goimi care of guy if you talk about an uber from from the, from a pregnant animal at what point does the uber does the fetus take on an independent identity if you look around now you know we say that if Hakadosh Baruch Hu himself wouldn't have taken us out we would have been avadim forever. But look around, Lahavdo, right? You have you have people. They they take pride in being Syrian. They take pride in being Hungarian. They take pride in being Iranian. The Iranians weren't nice to the Jews. The Hungarians weren't nice to the Jews. What are you so proud of being Hungarian for, right? You look at the black people. Black they, say, yeah, you, you talk about the black people. You've been here. You've been here. You, you have a better here than any place you've ever had it in the entire history of like the world. What with the culture and what are you hanging on to? The the idea that that. This one of the things that Vigor Miller talks about the same way. He says the Jews in Egypt were like the Jews in America. When you go to Israel and you look at people, you identify as an American. It's it's your identity. You identify as a certain with a certain culture. The Jews need forget about the Avodah Shabbat, but the lamb over there, the way Vigor Miller kind of plans paints it, he says it was like the Confederate flag or like you know like baseball. He says it was it was something that was a very cultural symbol. They identified as Egyptians. Not down to the last Nakuda with the names and the language and all that, but the the idea that you could take a people and overnight make it that they attained an independent identity that they no longer he says if Hakadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't have done that overnight they wouldn't have been able to come away from that. That was miraculous. That's taking out Korah Barzal, to take the impurities out of the metal, to be able to separate things that are intertwined. How would I make it that you don't identify with American culture? You're not going to all of a sudden turn around and identify as what? You know, who you are is a function of your upbringing. So to, to, to give a person that. But anyway, back to what, what I mentioned, it. a person has some sort of an independent identity. That's where a person is holding. And to, that's what the Nachash played on. He said, and if you eat from the Itzadas, you're also going to get to decide not just what you do and how you look at things, you'll get to decide what's good and what's bad. You'll actually be able to, de- to decide the value system. And that was something that, was something that spoke very strongly. That, that, that was a big yetzer, right? So the, the, the idea of being able to project your rutzen in something. But is the, what, what's, the, what's the other... What, what, what's, the, what's the flip side of that? The flip side of yira, of being able to project your viewpoint on something, is shmia. Shmia is more reactive. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That's where you hear something from the outside and you kind of acknowledge it. That's what, after, after they ate from the Eitz Hadas, it says, Vayishmu Hashem Ruach, uh, Ruach uh, Hayom, that they heard HaKadosh Baruch Hu going through that, and the response was that they, they took a step back and they said that, no, it's not me that gets inside. So there's a Maila and a Chisarn. On one hand, <coughs> Uh, Re'iyah is a much stronger kayach, but on the other hand, if it's dark, so then you have to be able to acknowledge that, you know what, my perception might not be the right perception. Rabbeinu Yonah and Perkyavis, when he says that a person should have a chaver, he says it doesn't have to have to be somebody who knows more than you. A lot of times, you know who knows really what's best for you? You know what's best for you. The problem is that you have a nagia. So I need somebody that I could bounce something off of so that I could really have it bounce back to me so that I can understand it in terms of that or nagia. To have that, to have that as a chaver, you don't, you don't need anything. On the other hand, shmiyah is much less of a kayach, but it, it doesn't necessarily come come with my perception, right? So the, the, he says that the, the Yetzer is something that presented itself as, as giving you the decision-making. Everything is within your perspective. What's the Tyra? What have we been talking about as Batlas to Tyra? As Batlas to Tyra is the ability to, say, to take a step out of your Yetzer, to take a step out of your perspective and your desires. You're not the one that gets to decide. And we're going we're gonna to take it a step, for, uh, a step further also. But that's why the Tyra is Tavlin. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. You're going too fast for me. Sorry, take a step the back. One Yetzer second. The Yetzer presented itself 
What Yetzer? You're talking about the Eitzadah? Yeah, the Nachash. Oh, and then, but in other words, if the whole function of a human being is to have autonomy, mm-hmm. so then the danger in that is that where, where does that start and stop? Then if I get to decide, if I get to decide everything right. in the world except for the value system, so then that stops short. But when you're stuck in your own perspective and your own negias, the only way to kind of get outside of that is to have something that's outside of the system, which is, for instance, let's say the Torah was created before the world, right? In other words, mm-hmm. the Torah is outside of the system. The Torah, you say, das Torah, you, you, you go to somebody that's able to give you, or even really a chamber, somebody who's outside of yourself. If you're able to take a step, no matter how big the, the world is, right? In other words, you need something that's not relative to the motion. Mm-hmm. You need to be anchored, you need to be anchored in something that's not in yourself. The Torah is what anchors us in... Huh? What? No, keep on going. No, no, I'm not even. I'm trying to... We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay. So, so, so he says, the, the Torah is, is anchored in Ratz and Hashem. Yeah, it's... Uh, huh? Okay, we'll get to it in a second. So, so he says, we'll talk one second. So he says, Sugya Aruchi Hisham Bekdushin, that the Tan Rabbanim Vesamtem Nimshel Atayra Lesam Tam, Mashallah Shahikas Beno, okay, that he gave him a bruise and the Torah is the bandage. But he says that the entire Torah is a reti, it's a bandage. Agabe Makis Yitzhara Shayachinu Ba. Zos, is that all it is? And but he says no. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll explain to you like this. So so he says he's dealing with 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 a with a with a, a problem. He says on one hand we've been talking about the Torah. The Torah is something that's outside of creation. It's something that's abstract. It's something that couldn't possibly relate to us. Okay. On the other hand, we have the Torah, and th- therefore he says. So what function does the Torah play vis a vis? Us, so he says. Arkama that our avoda at this point is to have a yetzer and to do avoda and to be able to improve ourselves and come closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu created us with a bechira. Hakadosh Baruch Hu needed some sort of a connection point that we can grab onto to make ourselves better, but he also had to construct it in a way that it could relate to us. So what happens is, is that the Torah is something that's totally multifaceted, that has a way that in a certain sense is Shemus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's something that's outside the Bria, and on the other hand, it has a way to present itself in a way that can relate to our Yetzir Hara. Abstract and the, relatable at the same time. Right. It's, it's, it's something that, that, that can present itself in a way in a way that we can relate to. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. He says, Barazi Yetzir Hara, Barazi Torah Barazi means, Barazi doesn't mean that he created the Torah in order to be. It means he created the Torah in the form that we have it. The mitzvahs that we have are applications of Torah in a way that can address our Yetzir as we have it. The Torah was created, the, the presentation of the Torah was created in a way that is useful, so to speak, for us. It's a way that we can grab onto, but that also shows how Torah, Kaddish Baruch Hu is godless, right? The godless of, uh, of uh, see, I'm not doing it well. The godless of a PhD yeah. is when he could talk to a third grader and make it understandable. Yeah. If, 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 a, if, if, if a person is above it and, and if a Kaddish Baruch Hu has the Torah and you just you understand that he's greater but he's above us and we have no attachment point, that's not so great. It's greater than me in levels, but if you're infinitely great, then you're also great enough to relate to the bottom. And, and yet, and the, the Yetzer. It, it, to us with, with our Yetzer. With our Yetzer. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so this is my Rachas Atayra. So he's explaining how can it be that something that's an infinite, that's an expression of infinite, be something that we can relate to? That, that's, really, that's really where he's coming from. And the answer that we were trying to stick in, that I was trying to paint also, is really Torah Shaval Peh, is that component of Torah that allows us to relate to it because it's what gives us the point of attachment, right? It's the, the Torah Shaval Peh and the Sfara and the breaking it up, that's, what, that's in a certain sense the human element that without that element, you, Torah is basically, chas v'shalom to say avodah zara, but our relationship to it is avodah zara because what we're quantifying it. Without, without the Torah Shabbat Peh component, then it's just stone. 
without the Torah Shabbat Peh component, it's a, it's a list of laws, mm-hmm. it's a list of parashas, it's a list finite. of stories, it's, it's finite. And therefore, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu presented to us was something where we have an attachment point, which on one hand is the godless of Torah, and on the other hand, it gives us the ability to climb out of our hole. And at that, that point, what we do is we are able to have an expression of that ultimate giloy. Why Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted, not for now, I mean, not, not, but what ends up happening is that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu can create something that's a Yetzirah, and he can create people, and he can create Ra, and all these types of things, and at the end of days, it comes back to it, and it comes out, like we talked on Purim, where there really was nothing else. Really, what it was is if you now put together all of the dots and you stand back, those dots were really painting a picture that points to Yichud Hashem, right? In the beginning, you just had one thing, and now you realize that all of the parts were really just individual pieces of a machine that speaks to one greater whole, that that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. You end up with an even greater expression of Giloy in a certain sense than you started off with. Because now you realize that it wasn't just light because it was light. It was light because every other shade of light really is part of the white light to begin with. They're really, it's impossible for the be to anything else. And when you go through that process and you plug it back in and you realize it, it's a much greater expression of Giloy than you had to begin with. It's far more called like Kishit. You take something good and you adorn it even more. Uh, it, it makes it even greater. What does the, the ultimate giloy, the, the 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 fact that you went through the process of having ra, and it, you you ended up coming to the point where you realized that the ra was just dimion, it was imaginary, it didn't really exist because it's impossible for anything else to exist. And how do you do that? You do that. We ultimately do that through the Torah. Through the Torah. The Torah is our way of doing that. Specifically, yes. Yeah, yeah, the Torah Shabbat Pet is our attachment point, and so he says. Uh, 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 so he says. Um, how does the, our Torah relate to the Torah that was before the world? So he brings on the top of Kufir Aleph that there was a Mashal HaKadmai, there's a Gemara that he brings relating to the Mashal HaKadmaini, that it's the original Mashal, What's a Mashal and a Nimshal? A Mashal is the, a mushal is the way that I present something, and the nimshal is the point. So the mushal is the form or the expression that the Torah takes vis-a-vis us that's, an ulti- that's truly an expression of Ratzon Hashem that couldn't have been presented to us, right? If you want to present, what's the whole reason that you have a mushal? The whole reason you have a mushal is because I have a principle and you understand the principle, but I, you won't understand it in my terms, Right? So you have something in legalese or something in nursing home management, and you know that I can understand it, but because I don't understand the term of art. I don't understand the inner workings of it. So what you do is you take this, you take some, something that you deal with and you plug it into my context. That, that's the idea of a muscle. So what the Torah is, is the Torah is a presentation of Ratz and Hashem as relates to us in this world so that allows really us, yeah. that allows us to relate back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaMashal V'Nimshim Olam B'Yachas Hadok, Shishem HaDukim Zebezeh, they're tied intrinsically one to the other. V'Nosin Ba'Bevar Al Gabam Ez Guf HaNidom. And they essentially, uh, the subject matter is intertwined. They call Nakuda V'Nakuda B'Gufa Shalmash Yezhel Nakuda Makbila. There's a parallel. Everything that we relate to who has a parallel, the same way that a nimshal goes to a mashal. This parallel here, it's a refes, it's a mashal, a nimshal, a hadadei, until it makes one picture. So the entire Torah of the second luchos, the, the presentation of the Torah as we have it and we relate to it is essentially something that we have that relates to our Gashmias, that, that relates to our physical abilities, allows us to overcome it, allows us to change it, allows us to make ourselves into Ruchnias beings. And Rashi says, that The Torah allows us to rise above the Yetzer. How does the Torah free a person from being within his Yetzer? It allows him to not beat it, it allows him to rise above it. <clears throat> and he says that there's a lot, the, the Gemara says a lot of different ways that we relate to the Yitzhahara. 
fighting it, they're doing this, Miragis with it, and one of them is Hisnasus, to the point that it says that what happens if a kid is riding a horse, and then all of a sudden he opens his eyes one day and he realizes that it's only a broomstick. Mm-hmm. And th- th- this we just quote Rukhaim from Levitz, <coughs> and this is this is I think the the point that they'll the, the tie it together. So it says you know it says Kol Gadol Mechaver Yitzro Gadol Heimenu. Why should that be? Why should a person who's so the the Pasha way to understand it is that somebody who has more of the Yitzro Hov need more of the Yitzro to make it fifty fifty. But it's not just the different Yetzirah, it's the same Yetzirah presents a greater challenge because there's a Gemara by Abaye where he saw a man walking with a woman and in the end they went their separate ways. <coughs> they went their separate ways and Abaye felt bad because he says, I never would have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. So why is it that the same Yetzirah, that the same challenge is going to present himself to Abaye in a different way? So there's a, there's a big difference between the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah Tov, so to speak. The Yetzirah Tov is just who we are. Right? The Yetzer Tov is really just if we, we've spoken out before, if we would be in touch with ourselves, our common sense, the way we say it, then we Be'etzim would be in touch with Ratzon Hashem. There would be nothing pulling us away from that. The same way that we have certain things that were omade on as MS, we would be in touch with the self of Ratzon Hashem. The Yetzer is something that tries to pull us away from that. The there's two ways that Rav Chaim Friedlander brings, and, and Sikhs Musa brings also. There's two ways that we talk about the, the it says that, that, uh, that by Yaakov Avinu, so it says that Lama Tishal Shemi, when he saw the, 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 the Satan, the, whatever it is, says, Why do you ask my name? One, reason, one way that we say is, don't, be, is don't, don't, don't focus on who I am. So how does the, how is the Torah address that? A lot of times, I'm sure you've seen many people make mistakes because they're simply not sensitive to the issues. You know, all of a sudden, you know, like your wife gets upset, you're always just leaving the cups on the table, you're leaving your shoes, whatever it is, and the truth is you're just totally oblivious to it. The more that you invest in the details and you, you, you buy in and you become sensitive to them, so then the less that the Yitzhahara will matter. Right? The, 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 more, the more that you realize, that you really realize how unhealthy it is, you know, we use the example of smoking, because you said that it doesn't really make a difference if you go to the cancer ward. But I'm saying, the, the more that you focus, if you're really like omade on the details of how bad it is, at some point it'll come to disgust you if you really just like, you know, invest in it. But the, the way that Rav Chaim Shmulevit says it is a different way. He says, you know what the Yitzhahar is? The Yitzhahar is dim. You know what Lama Tishal Shmi is? He means that I really don't exist. It, it, it means that the... I'm not quantifiable. That the Yitzhahara is not really anything quantifiable. It's like the kid with the horse on the stick. So when the more the more that somebody is in touch with the MS, the stronger the imagination, so to speak, the stronger the facade has to be in order to present it. In other words, when you see when you kind of like you know you, you see something and you're not sure if it's true or not. So then you know it might be true and then it might not be true. Should I learn or should I go to the movies? Should I should I do chesed today or should I do something else? And I'm kind of iffy, right? The more that you understand that something is the thing that you should do, like you know some people maybe they'll daven at home, right? Some people maybe they'll put on their tefillin. Some people, they could be doing whatever, they wouldn't miss Minion for a thousand, for nothing in their life, whatever. The more that you're, that you're totally bought into something, that you recognize it, and certainly that you recognize as a truth. I always, I always like, um, I always use as an example just because for some reason, you know the arrow on the FedEx truck? Mm-hmm. Like once you see it, you can never unsee it. Once you see it, you can never unsee it. So, you know what I'm talking about? Um, I'll show it to you. There's a certain thing. It's like in a pattern between the F and the, the E and the X. But once you see that it's there, you can't sort of un- like magic eye or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once you see a pattern, you can't unsee it. So that means eye. that if there's a Yetzer Hara <laughs> there, it has to be a bigger distraction. If it, the the more the more that you see something, the more of a distraction it has to be for you to get confused and not see through the pattern. And that's what that's what he says the Yitzhahara is, and, and, and that's what he says over here also. So he says that the, the that's what the Yitzhar, the the, mm. car, the correspondence between the Yitzhar Tov and the the Taira and the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara is Ba'etzem making it that you think that this stick is Ba'etzem a horse. Right? It's like, imagine that you're going to go to Shemayim and all of a sudden, like, you know, a person down here is, you know, his eyes are looking at, I don't know, are looking at women and he's going after food and whatever it is. And all of a sudden, like, he wakes up from the dream and, like, he wakes up from the video game of life and he realizes, I'm going to go to Hashem and I'm going to tell my Hattivas. And, you know, like, you know, Kafi, you know, are a different form over there. He looks back at life and he sees that he's running after dog food and he's, like, turned on by animals in the zoo. And I go, like, what turned me, like, it was just a dimyon, like beer goggles, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, you, you kind of, like, wake up and you're like, 
I have no idea what it was that was pulling me in that direction. Like I can't even, I can't even imagine it. The, the Yetzirah is just a facade. It's just like this distraction that's presenting this like imaginary anything. And the Torah is seeing through that. The Torah is seeing through the MS. And the more that you sensitize yourself to Torah in the mitzvahs, in the details, in the halacha, in the Ratzon Hashem, the more that the Yetzirah just falls away, like our example last week, the more that you kind of develop and you mature, it's not that you have to fight yourself not to get d- dirty in the mud. You have no interest in jumping into the mud pile. That's not who you mm-hmm. are anymore, mm-hmm. right? There are things that would that, that you look at, you know, day by day, you don't see it. There are things that you did when you were 17 years old that, that even now, we have our Yetzirahs at this stage, those things don't entice you anymore. It's not, it, it, it doesn't entice you to do those types of things. At this point, it's just beneath it. you. You're over it. And to the point that if I ask you today, you don't even really, under, you say, okay, at that point that it pulled me. I don't even really understand exactly what it was that pulled me. And to finish this piece, so he says, but the Yetzirah Lemaisa is Ra to the point that, that, that even HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls it Ra. Uh, it says, Why is it Okay, so he says, um, okay, finished. So, so he goes through this and he says, we're, we're at a point where HaKadosh Baruch Hu created this vacuum, so to speak, this, this perception of a vacuum where there was no HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The more that, like in Hasidus, a little light lets away a lot of dark. You know, it's like in the, in the Mesil Sisharim's Mashal, there's two ways to mistake things. You can mistake something as not seeing it, you can mistake, you can mistake a pole and think it's a man. The more that something has a twisted perception, the more light that you let in, the more the perception just falls away. Right, so uh, it says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu less doubt, more facts. Yeah, right. There's no, there's no. Once you understand, I, I, I like it's like math. Once you know how to do the math, you're never gonna make the mistake again. It's not like you're gonna get a good or bad mark on an English essay. Once I show you how how division works, right? It's like if you show if you show a kid like the reason that two times three is six is because if you have two and two and two, two times three means two, three times, you can't make the mistake. Once you see what it is, it's impossible to make the mistake. <laughs> There's no room for a mistake. And so, so and that's what he says. That was what a Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us. The mistake doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, there's no makom for the mistake. And, and, and that's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us. What a Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us was a Torah, not just this form of abstract knowledge. He gave it to us in a way that if we learn, and if we are omed on Torah, and we learn it like we said, lishma, in a way to attach to Ratzon Hashem, what that does is in a way that we can relate to, it shines light so that the dimion of the Yetzer falls away. That, that, that's, that's, that's the point. It was a very abstract piece. Maybe I didn't present it well. But that, summing it up, that's no, no, really, that's, that's really what it is. Because mm-hmm. Rishonos and Shniyas, I had like a hard time putting it together also. But that's what it is. How, but, but the Torah itself wouldn't do that. If I show you an abstract physics formula, and a physics example, and I say, well, okay, how, how could you be such an idiot and make the building that way? If you look, x squared plus y over, you know, like trigonometry and sine and cosine and tangent with this curve, what are you a moron how did you put the staircase in like that it doesn't help you if you're going to give somebody something and say it doesn't make any sense to build a building that way because it can't possibly stand you need to present the formulas in a way that makes sense to the builder I need to present it to you and that was the godless of what HaKadosh Baruch who gave us in the Torah he presented it to us in such a way that it was at Barasi Yetzirah once there was Yetzirah in place once it was post Egel once we had the Luchashniyas the Torah that we needed at that stage was something that addressed the Yetzirah that we have and in the position of addressing the Yetzirah that we have, what it does is it shows us that the math problem is true. It turns on the lights so that there's no muckum anymore for the mistake because once I show you that the horse is really just a broomstick, you couldn't pay me enough money to jump back on it. It doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the terror that we have. And he says that uh, that 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 the that the and the Torah at that point can not just make positive; it transforms the negative into the positive. Because once you acknowledge that it's not just that God is here and something else is there, and I don't want you to get caught by it, but you acknowledge that the truth is is that you know it, there's a difference between somebody that 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 uh, does does drugs, I don't know, does something that's bad. Let's say you give somebody keys to the car and then they 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 speed and then they you know they get into an accident or whatever, right? So they say, I can't believe you did this to me. 
why did you give me the keys to the car? The, the, the keys to the car was something that was productive for you. There's Hashem in everything. You happened to misuse it because you didn't follow the speed signs. I gave you something that could have been the greatest pleasure in the world and you misused it. But the truth is, is that once you realize that there's no such thing as Yetzer, once you realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everywhere, it doesn't just say that, there's, that the Yetzer is gone. It transforms the Yetzer into the positive because you're able to see the godliness and pro- productivity in everything and it was really only the Ra that you had it that caused you to think that there was any point in misusing it. But all of a sudden you go back up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and you realize that it wasn't that the dog food was bad, it was just that it was meant for dogs. If you would feed the dog food to you and you would feed the people food to you, then the world fits together perfectly. The problem is that you spent your entire life chasing dog food and the dogs were starving to death and all of a sudden you ended up in a world where God is killing animals and you're, and you're nauseous. Now, whose problem is that? That's not a fault in the system. Right? As uh, 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 he says, okay, uh, uh, we'll, we'll stop over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs>